is Detroit News Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast, your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who wish they had as much face time with Cooter as Matthew Stafford. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 246. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? Chris, I'm all right. Uh, recovering from a cold, but uh, here I'm looking at the uh, Lions draft pick right now, and we currently have the fifth overall pick. The amusing part of that being we would have the sixth pick, but the Cardinals have the tiebreaker over us. <laughs> Of course. All right. In today's show, we're going to review the Vikings game. We'll talk about that briefly. We'll take a sneak peek ahead at the draft because what else would you do around this time? We're going to take a quick look at the salary cap. We're going to talk about and spread some love for Frank Ragnow. Look ahead to the game against the Bucks and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, you ready to go, my man? When it comes to our draft position, Chris, it feels like we're always just holding our ankles. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... I'm not going to do it full blast. I got a cold. Guam. Okay. <laughs> of course, our very first donor, Mathis, and Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail and IPrevailBand.com. Check them out. Check us out. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. You get on there, you get it, give as little as a dollar a month, but you can get more. We, we appreciate more. Uh, you get access to the private slack chat channel it's a great uh, chat application your phone your, your desktop whatever uh chat with the riz with case me trev punk rock and trev sandman's there brian everybody all the cool people there it's the most intelligent chat on the internet and i'm going to tell you right now that's really hard to find <laughs> this is the time when you need something like this like i said as little as a dollar a month we'll get you in uh patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. We'll get you in there, and uh, you get all kinds of other extra special stuff, but it's a, it's a great, great group of folks in there. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. We're trying to get a couple more followers before we do our first post. We're, we're trying to get as many followers as we can without posting. See, see what kind of fun we can have with that. Also, we're on Twitter, more active than ever, at D-E-T Lions podcast. D-E-T Lions podcast, the very best place to see case stuffing his stockings <laughs> subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast youtube.com slash detroit lions podcast and rate us on itunes stitcher google play spotify iheart pandora we're on pandora now all those things we're everywhere just find us and rate us and tell them tell them give us those five stars they love that and of course if you'd like to uh give us some constructive criticism or just talk about the show with us we're happy to do that in the subreddit at any time Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message and get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. 
All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And first, I have to apologize to our listeners. God, you guys, you pummeled me, and I deserved it. Um, I, I got so beat up at work last week. I had no free time at all. I had some major stuff going on, and it was, it was, it was crazy town. Case was ready to go. Case I was, was no, I wasn't. I was so sick. <laughs> <laughs> but you were gonna power through. You were gonna power yeah. through. And then the next day, Riz, when Case was back at work, sick, uh, Riz was gonna do it, and I couldn't do it then either. It's it's all on me. It's I apologize. It's the first time that I've absolutely failed you guys like this, and it's all my fault. So I accept responsibility. Send you know murderous threats to Case's house, and he'll let me know about them. So that'll be fun. All right, we're back in it. We're back in the groove. No worries about all that. Let's talk about the Vikings game. Uh, what a exciting game! It happened. And just as everybody thought it would, it played out exactly as the narrative uh, beforehand kind of laid out, didn't it, Case? Well, I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> the end result. We, but the thing between the whistles or the, the guns, I guess, didn't didn't kind of play. Like we had a defensive showing. Right. right. Well, for for a moment there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, it, but bottom line, you know, we're a worse team than we were the last time we faced them. And they're a better team than they were the last time they faced us. So uh, that it was, you know, it, it was our largest margin of vid, uh, loss on the year. Our second largest margin of loss was against them the last time we played them. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, that we, First game we didn't have a lead. The, we didn't have right, right, right. That that we were only one point off from that. I think. Am I getting that right? Yeah, because it was thirteen points. The last one was twelve yep. points. Yep. You know that we were only one point off from that is is at least you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's something maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for something and grasping at something to take away. Yeah, no, I mean, there you're you're not wrong. There, there was definitely a defensive uh, life uh, showing, uh, especially early in the game. Then. One thing that I've seen that pretty consistently with this defense this year and and that I very much don't know that I can fully explain because I expected the opposite was that I would have expected earlier in games and earlier in halves for them to be giving up a lot more yards uh, than they have. Whereas it's been at the end of halves mm-hmm. and end of games where they've gone into full-blown collapse. And that's just... That wasn't what I was expecting this year, and I don't know exactly how to explain it. If you have theories about it, uh, please feel free to share them. We'll uh, we'll parse through some things, and I'm sure when I do deep digs during the off season, I'll come up with Ooh. some reasons as to why I think don't, don't, you know, why don't I think that. that's uh, don't say digs. A lot no. of people, that's, that's very triggering. <laughs> it's a, a, tri- it's stuff. a su- uh, touchy subject. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> Ooh, and, and I'm not saying it's just a touchy subject for a lot of people. Yeah, no, no, you're right. There's it's it's interesting. I think there's been some interesting things raised. There was an article that I didn't get to dive into and in a lot of chat about um, people saying that every single defense in the NFL is easier to learn than the Patriots and now the Lions defense. Right. So. um do we not have the smart guys? I don't want to say that. I don't want to, you know, because they, they have to have some level of intelligence to make it to the NFL. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's difficult to learn. I think we've got had some injuries. I think we have a lot of other things going on there as well that are beyond. This. It's. I don't think it's a bad scheme myself. I don't think because mm-hmm. it's hard, it's it's bad. Uh, I think that helps you in in a number of ways. Helps you win games. Um, I, I I haven't looked yet, but it's it, this is worth some research when you go into your uh, something besides digs time. Um, 
look at how the when uh, Belichick took over and and into Patricia's tenure with the the Viking or the New England defense, how they did over the years because it feels like. And again, this is a feels not from from memory, no data here, but it feels like they got to be a real strong defense more over time. And mm-hmm. I would bet that they won more of their games yeah. earlier on through offense as they cycled through players, nice players that they love, players maybe they didn't like, whatever, to get to the right mix of people to run that show. So well, I wonder if this and, is really a time thing to make this work. Well, and and I don't know, you know. I think early on in the in the uh, Brady Belichick era, they they did rely more heavily on defense, and then as time went on, they put their resources a little bit further towards. And I think it, it, the offense to just support Tom Brady, um, and and as that happened, I think they did you know make it a little bit harder by bringing in guys who weren't quite as they didn't they didn't focus quite as much on on bringing the guys that would fit perfectly with what mm-hmm. Belichick wanted to do on defense. And I think that's, we saw some decline as they decided to take some pressure off of Brady. They started focusing again on the defense and now the defense is elite again. Um, I'd say, I'd think about it too. Like if you think about in those days when they started shifting towards offense, those were the, the Peyton Manning's Indianapolis Colts years when they were the team, like those two yeah. were the teams to beat. And there's, you're not, you're just not going to stop the Colts. They, they meet twice, they, they meet, twice a year right or twice, once mm-hmm. a year then i forget how one but they, they, they at least twice a year with the playoffs and um they, they you had to beat them if you were the the patriots to get to the super bowl so you had to tee up some points you needed to to, to invest the 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 capital and the treasure into your offense because you weren't going to be able to shut down the colts on defense in those days it just wasn't a thing that anybody could do so i think tailoring to that i think there's a lot of that and, and the worst case as long as they're picking good athletes I don't think if this uh, Patricia time and Quinn time ends, it's a bad idea to have a lot of really smart guys on your defense. Right. Well, and we've talked about, you know, um, and I know that a lot of Lions fans disagree and that's okay. But we've talked about before how we personally feel that you need to give the uh, any coach three to four years uh, to fully implement a system unless it, unless, you know, unless it's absolutely clear that they have no idea what they're doing. And I know that some Lions fans will feel that way, but I think that there's a lot of mitigating circumstances that have led to this. But if, if you're bringing in what is clearly, you know, a complicated scheme, it's going to take some time to get it to where you want to get it. And you know, injuries and things like that exacerbate that situation. Um, so it's, it was always going to take some time. Of course, we're a little bit disappointed. Um, we'll get it. I'll get into a little bit of um, where we probably would have ended up this year. If, certain specific things hadn't been unfortunate for us, but um, at a later point in the show, but ultimately, I mean, if you are trying to completely turn a 180 on a unit and make them do something they've never done, you're going to have to, it's going to take time and two years Unfortunately, wasn't enough. We all hoped that the second year would be enough, but I think in the first year, people there was a lot of unrealistic expectations. We were part of it. I mean, we we had it as well, right? And I think that really crashed people to the ground. And then this year came, and 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 there's a number of reasons that things have landed the way they have. I would say that you know you talked about it last time we we talked that luck is an important part of it, right? Of of all of this, we've led every game, and other than the times we've played Minnesota, we've been in every game till the very very end. This record could be completely different, and if the <laughs> ball had bounced a different way a couple of times, we obviously know the Green Bay game happened. We know yeah. you know that the the we were inches away on a couple other a uh, couple 
couple other games early on in the season. I mean, and and it, it's like all of a sudden we're talking about how the her- their heroes, Quinn and right, Patricia, right? right and and right. so those things may be out of the control, but there's things that they could control as well. You just have to say if if these were games that we were losing by you know ten. 15 points i, I would absolutely be on, yeah. the, on yeah. that bus no, i'd be up that. front shifting gears getting into high gear right away to toss this because it's not working i just i just don't think that's the case i think we have a, a team that's been very very close and obviously next year is an absolutely crucial year for these guys mm-hmm. but i also believe that the conversations that they had on, on building this team out what it was going to take just by you know kind of looking at how quinn handles it and how he communicates and how patricia has been handling and communicating they have a long a longer time i bet i bet they've been told they've got you know four years to get this thing together i mm-hmm. i do not doubt that that's the case at all i think that um both quinn and patricia will have two more years here and, and be it good or bad that's that's what I think the future holds for us as as a team, unless next year they absolutely burn it down, and then then all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right, so we you know we think about we talk about it. The Vikings game was the game. I think we're all kind of immune to it, or at least a little numb to it right now. Afterwards, mm-hmm. um, let's talk a little bit about something we'd said uh, numerous times, and we've we've iterated a, a couple times uh, about it on on the show here, um, or alluded to it. I'm sorry. Um, if we lose Stafford, the season's over. Mm-hmm. Season's done. Right? Everybody knew that before. And now Stafford's gone. Driscoll's gone. And uh we got Blau the pow the plow you know, running running the show here, okay? <laughs> um we know the season's over. We know that that's, that's what it is. So what are we looking at, right? We've talked a little bit about, well, we're looking at live fire snaps in, the, in, in, in what's a, a, a different kind of version of the preseason. Um, we'll talk a little bit, I think, in a bit about Marvin going on IR. Yep. I think that's something that, that's, that, that kind of works into this as well. Um, but one of the things that we're, we're, I want to see, and, and there's one guy in particular, I'm kind of personally invested in it. Um, one of the guys in the Slack said it's only because I spent, you know, Three quarters of the season, learning how to say his name, but Imani Aroye fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Imani <laughs> Aroye, keep keep working, buddy. Keep working on it. <laughs> oh man, um, he's a guy that I really want to see. I want to see him get some snaps. This is the time where a, 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 a first year cornerback gets a hell of an opportunity. No one does well year one as a cornerback in the in the NFL, and there's obviously an exception here and there, right? But it, it's a two-year to three-year development period. Him able to get snaps at a time now when it really mathematically doesn't mean anything for the team is great both for him, for his development, and for the Lions to evaluate what we have in that draft pick. Mm-hmm. I want to see him on the field all the time. I think that's what this is really all about right now is evaluating guys that we otherwise wouldn't have seen and developing guys that otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity like this to develop. And I think it's really, really important. And I think this is actually a little bit of a jump start and a head start for us for next year. It also gives you an opportunity to build up draft capital on guys you may not want to keep. So yeah. you, you can do a lot of different things here with a season like this. So it's while it's not as fun to watch, it's not as fun to root from a team and an administrative perspective, there's a lot of work that you can do this time of year. Now, Case, you always said the one thing you don't want to happen well, hang on, hang on. Situation. <laughs> Before we get into that real quick, um, I want to jump back to Matthew Stafford and, and get real quick, uh, a per, uh, once again, some perspective on, on where this is. You know, you said we all said that without Stafford, the season's over. Well, uh, if you look, you know, we've lost five games. We've lost six games in a row, but we've lost all five games without Stafford. We all know that. 
if you want to look at, okay, Chicago, Dallas, Washington, Chicago, those four games and how close they all were all within one, uh, one possession mm. and how bad at times our, our offense was in those games. Even if, even if both backups had moments where they looked good, they, they were clearly, you know, Inferior. in over their heads yeah. <laughs> that we couldn't have come away with three wins out of that and be sitting at, you know, six, uh, uh, six, seven and one, would it be right now? I, I, I don't remember. I, but anyway, we'd be, we'd be one game out of, you know, a half game off of 800, which is not, and, and I'm, I promise I'm not trying to toot my own horn at, at this particular moment, but that would have been about a half game off of where I predicted the Lions were going to be this year anyway. Right. Um, and we would still have a, and we play, would be playing Tampa, you know, with Matthew Stafford and, and playing, uh, you know, Green Bay, who are beatable, um, with Matthew Stafford and, you know, all these things that we very easily could have ended up over 500 by a half game if, if he hadn't gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's easy to look at it, you know, in the way that, yes, we've lost six games in a row and that is so incredibly frustrating, but I mean that a lot of that, and I, and you can't, I can't sit here and make any guarantees. We would have won those games. Maybe we still lose six in a row. But I mean, realistically, ask yourself if you take the most important position on the in the field and and remove it and go with you know a, a severe downgrade. Where do you think personally we would realistically be record wise, and and how would you feel about it if we ended the year at you know eight seven and one as opposed to three? You know, if we don't yeah. win another game, yeah. and and Stafford going down. I mean, uh, you, you hate to say it, but it does help. It helps you in a way. This season helps us in a number of ways. I, mm. I would point to uh, the San Francisco 49ers again as an example. Garoppolo went down. They Their season just absolutely tanked, and uh, they seem to be doing pretty good this year. They seem to have a pretty pretty decent record and made a, made a quick pretty good show of it. But anyway, okay, so let's go back to the other points, Casey, yes. because you had said that there was absolutely one thing that you don't want to happen in the case right. that we're in right now. Right. And of course, we're the Detroit Lions, so what <laughs> so, happened? So uh, th- what I said was, you know, we want to treat the last few season or last few games of the season once you're out of playoff contention basically as the pre-pre-pre-season or, or along those lines is what I said. And, uh, the one thing that you don't want to have happen is a whole bunch of guys get hurt. Well, <laughs> the only silver lining, the only silver lining to that is, of course, that you get to now, you know, pull up the dregs of your roster and, and just play those guys and see if there's anything worth keeping mm-hmm. around. And so there isn't, I mean, I'm not saying there's no value whatsoever, but we, what you'd much rather be doing is, is continuing to help build on the, the com, uh, complexity of the scheme, especially on defense, um, getting guys who have struggled more time to just experiment more time to, look at things from a little bit more of an analytic standpoint than a competitive standpoint. Mm-hmm. But that it makes it difficult when you're, when you're hemorrhaging talent on the field. So what it's harder a little bit. <laughs> All right. So yes, Marvin Jones going to IR gone for the season. We're, we're, we're ticking guys off the roster pretty quickly and we're going to get a look at a lot of names that we maybe aren't familiar with, but again, it'll help us a couple ways. Again, build draft capital uh, or, or build trade capital on guys we may want to get something out of. And uh, I think draft cough, picks, Darius Slay, cough. <laughs> I think um, it, it's a good time to have draft picks. We'll put it that way because there's there's a there's a number of areas, and we'll talk about the draft a little bit here coming up. But I I have to talk about you know there's a there's 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 a dearth of good teams in Detroit right now. 
Are you aware of that case? Like the Pistons oh. aren't doing great. Yeah, the, uh, I'm vaguely aware. I don't good. follow any of the other ones very closely, but I am I am I am somewhat aware of that. The Tigers are undefeated in December so far, <laughs> so that's good. Um yeah, no, it's 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 a tough time in Detroit, which is the only city to have all major sports. This is from like nineteen thirty. And I know Michigan 36. got uh, had their heartbreaker. Yeah, so. yeah, and now they're they're, they're going to wind up playing Alabama in a bowl game, so that should be a real interesting uh, mm-hmm. good deal. Um, anyway, all that you still get your tickets. Maybe it's your sporting events. You know, they're they're a lot cheaper than they used to be. That's a great 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 time to go out. Maybe get the family out, see some stuff, have some fun, get a chance to get down by the by the sideboards and see players and stuff. Hockey's great if you get down by the by the, the glass, the guys will throw a puck over for you and stuff. It's They're, they're really, really great. Um, but you get your tickets. You can probably find them. You know, t- teams are not doing as well. You know what that means. It drives pricing down on those tickets. And when you're doing that, when you're getting your tickets, you want to be able to do it in a way where you are the most intelligent shopper possible, right? How do you want to do that? Well, check out SeatGeek. Their app is awesome. The website is awesome. No one does it better than SeatGeek. I've been through a million different ticket providers, and I exclusively use SeatGeek now. And it's 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 awesome that we've been able to build a relationship with them. They've they've contacted us directly and said, "Hey, we we want to talk to your listeners. You guys, your listeners are smart, and, and you are. We have we have data about you, so you can feel good about yourself. Um, you're smart, you're passionate, and uh, you, you're a, a group of people that they directly want to be able to speak to. So you're getting your concert tickets, you're getting your um, your 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 Lions tickets, business tickets, whatever, anything you want to go, any show." any of that stuff check out the seat geek app what they do is they go through over they have over 50,000 five-star reviews on it but they go through tickets from all over the web they rank each deal on a scale of one to ten they give it to you on a seat map so you look at the map of the arena or the stadium or the concert hall you're going to and you can see exactly where those seats are you can click on it and they'll give you they give you a ranking it's either uh, red, orange, or green. And green means you're getting a really, really good deal on that seat. Red means not as good a deal, right? So not only do they know what the market is, and you can see what seats you're going for, but you can see when you're getting a good deal on those seats. It's really, really cool. Use that app. You pick your own seats, and you know how to do it. I use it, like I said, I, I do it every game I go to. I didn't have to for the Sandman game, uh, the the sweet game that we went to, but... Any kind of games and shows that, that I go to, the I Prevail deal, all went right there on the SeatGeek app. Yeah. If anybody wants to buy me tickets to the Elton John show coming up in Fargo, you should go on SeatGeek and do that. There you go. There you go. Um, go ahead and do it. I'll do it again. I always do it. They are my exclusive user. So here's the deal. All this talk, I mean, they they again, these guys want to talk to you. So, so take them seriously and consider using that SeatGeek app. They're going to help you to do that. They're going to help you with that decision. Okay? They're helping uh, get you a better deal. SeatGeek's going to give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code LIONS, and you get $10 off on your first purchase. It's promo code LIONS, $10 off on your first purchase. I mean, for some shows... Right, you could. That's 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 a lot of that. You could get there pretty almost nothing for the for the smaller shows. But check it out, SeatGeek app. Use the key promo code Lions and uh, and get your tickets. Help us out. Help you out. Great way to go, SeatGeek, the best ticket agency on the internet. All right, thank you, SeatGeek, for all your help. All right, let's go on to the next one. Salary cap projections. There's a lot going on. This is starting to get to the time where people are thinking, when they stop thinking about playoffs, right, and they know the results on the win-loss stats aren't there, they say, well, what about next year? And sometimes they take a little bit of breath, but but we don't because we go year round. <laughs> um, let's take a look. Salary cap projections. You know, people have been debating Bob Quinn's draft. They love to point to T's Tabor. 
they like to point to, um, you know, Tavai, they're not sure about still, but who's been pretty solid, I think, this year and is a rookie for sure. Um, they talk about a couple things and say he can't draft, but that salary cap, that's that free agency area, and he's done pretty well for us in, in mm-hmm. free agency. A lot of, lot of good work there, and I think, case we're in either the second, the second best position from a salary cap position in the in the in the division. Uh, I think we're first. Ooh, ooh, it's I'd have to double check that. If the uh, Minnesota and Chicago are definitely below us, yeah. uh, they're near the bottom of the league. We're near league average, and I think Green Bay is slightly below us but I'd, I'd have to double check that um i don't remember we looked it up a while ago and it, it off the top of my head i can't remember but um with the way that the salary cap keeps going up and which is actually kind of a fascinating thing to me i think it's gone up about 40 percent over the last um five years or something like that I, it, once again it's just off the top of my head i don't remember the specifics but it's gone up a lot right recently every year it keeps ticking up by a significant number and that actually makes me wonder if that isn't something that the nfl is doing uh preemptively to help themselves as a as a bargaining chip in the in the i'm not sure i'm not sure that's a really a good idea for yeah, the nfl I was say, that's a really <laughs> but bad, like i do wonder about that like if that isn't it, it, the, the way they've been bumping up the salary cap so significantly um i'm not sure if they're just trying to normalize from what was well, that, uh, a significantly under under that number salary based caps on, or what? on revenues on, on, a, on a number of but the revenue can't be going up by that much yeah, every year yeah it can it, it actually can you get the tv contracts changing they get, so they get the money out of that and then um foreign markets the expansion into foreign markets oh wow that's it's it's been huge the whole game pass thing that they've been rolling out and and, and putting out there they're they're making they're making some serious uh bread Anyway, uh, what I would say is that how much the salary cap goes up doesn't really bo- doesn't really change that much um, because everybody else gets the same bump, and it's not like a percentage bump. It's just a straight up like like a, across the board. Remember when George Bush sent out two hundred dollars to everyone? Um, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyway. George Bush sends you another two hundred, consider our Patreon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but the point being, it wasn't like it wasn't, you know, it was across the board. Um, and it's the same thing with this. Um, now, the the teams that use that cap space more wisely are definitely going to see an advantage from that. Um, and and I, I generally think that Bob Quinn is at very least league average um, in that area. So I don't think we're, we see a negative from that by any means. And let's um, let's remember where he took it over. He had he was eaten. Oh yeah, yeah. Contract, oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It was it was a it was a train wreck, a smoking hole in the ground, um, of what used to be a football team in a, in a in a roster, just just in terrible terrible salary cap shape. So it's definitely he's been having to climb out from a hole in that one. Yes, no, I agree. So all right, so what are we talking about? Um, how active do you see us in free agency? It's interesting when you look at this team, right? Because you never. You don't build a team from free agency. You often overpay for the star players when you pick them up in free agency. Obviously, the best way is to draft super intelligently and get the best players because then you get them on the rookie contract for low prices. But we have a couple of needs this year. And and on one hand, I would say that you, if you know, depending where you fall on the on the um the spectrum of of where you think people kind of fit here, 
Um, we have been close in a number of games, and we very easily could be, you know, we could have nine wins right now as a, as a team. I'm not saying we would or, or you know, but we could. There's, there's a very um, understandable and viewable place where this could be a nine-win team right now. Um, it depends how you look at all these things. So they may feel with without injuries and with a couple of the right pieces we we could be into a good place i i often say that you the, the what i believe they're doing is building out the baseline of talent across this team so that instead of having an immediate drop off if someone get in, gets injured and just a few star players and a, a bunch of just above bum level players you've got good solid players across on good contracts and then the last you know lever you pull is to bring in the couple of superstars that push you over the top um so if that's your mindset let's think about free agency what what are we looking at here um positionally and maybe anybody that you you can think of well i'm gonna play devil's advocate later but um as far as what we'd be looking for if there is still a good chance that uh, we could be trading Darius Slay because we don't want to pay him, uh, we got um, him for the, another you know, year though. Yeah, well, we got him for another year if he doesn't sit out, and it's a contract year, and he had yeah. a down year this year. He may want to play to up his value. Did that is a hard call to make, and I don't know which which end of the spectrum he's going to fall on. He had a hard year the year before and still decided to threaten to sit, sit out. Yeah, so, like, it's it's tough. Um, and even at that, he could still, if they could get good value for him a trade, they could probably get somebody who is going to be cheaper in the long run, who is still a, you know, a serviceable number one quarterback, probably nowhere near his ceiling, but considering that he's had less than perfect, uh, two years behind him now. Um, and, and I don't want to overstate that. I actually think, you know, when he got healthy this year, he's been good. I've seen him make a lot of good plays. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been bad. Um, he just hasn't been the elite player consistently over the last two years that we'd seen before. But, um, and I, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head. We'll, we'll get into who exactly I think the free agents will target are, but theoretically they could go after a top cornerback in the, in the free agent market. They'd have, um, to. They'd have to, right? Right. There's no hope of cornerback if we get rid of Slay without something. Right. Um, and now we'll get into, I'll get into the draft a little bit too, but there's a, there's possibility there for a first round pick, um, which could completely change. Uh, you know, we all know how much draft stuff changes from, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. That's today to the actual draft. But, um, but uh, so, I mean, cornerback could be a, a, an issue if we're, if we're not convinced that uh, Ashawn Robinson is going to improve uh, both health wise and in terms of, uh, if he's truly on the downtrend of his career, we could see him getting let go and see some focus on the defensive line. We are always in the market to improve at linebacker. Uh, the, and uh, if if we were ready to move on from, say, Rick Wagner, I think the rest of our offensive line is set. But if we were ready to move on from Rick Wagner, we could look at free agency for that. Hopefully we wouldn't give out another right tackle uh, contract that was quite as monstrous as what we gave to Rick Wagner. If I'm criticizing one move that that Bob Quinn made, it was probably that one. He just hasn't ever lived up to the contract. And I know that there was injury involved in that as well, but no, no, he just hasn't I, quite I, got there. I, I think that the contract and signing it, I was all for it. I thought it was good at the time. Unfortunately, he just wasn't what we signed. You yeah. know what I mean? He wasn't the Rick Wagner that we saw before, and that's the that's the part that kind of bums me out that it didn't work out the way the way he was yeah. paid. He didn't earn it because he didn't play up to the level he did before that. 
and then wide receiver. And I suppose this is this is where I'm 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 already playing devil's advocate without coming right out and saying it. I do think that there is potential, especially with all the injuries we've seen this year and the potential for long term effects of those injuries, that we may need to go back one more year to that build with a lot a lot of uh, good talent instead of going after a few main talent because mm-hmm. um, wide receiver is sitting at a position now where, and, and I will talk about Marvin Jones in a little bit here too. Um, but uh, I'm very happy with that signing overall a hundred percent. You all know that I have been, um, but this is another season ending IR. I think while he was on pace while Stafford was playing, Oh shit, I'll get into that. <laughs> okay. I'm getting ahead of myself, yeah. but that there's him and Danny Amendola and uh, not, and, and while um, our hall has been, you know, brilliant at moments, I don't know that they really want to trust him no. for sure. So, I mean, there's a lot of groundwork that can be put in on the wide receiver position. Uh, so they're not putting yourself in, in so much pressure in the draft to come up with those things. So I do think there is still going to be a fair amount of work to be done this off season. And it all just depends on how they feel about players futures. Can I just really quick give a hell of a big salute to Danny Amendola because all preseason leading from the signing, it was great. We love him, but it was always he's injury. He'll be there for a couple games and that's it. We're not going to see much. He's been a really solid player this year. He's taken a lot of big hits too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? He hasn't gotten the credit he probably deserves for the year that he's had and the, in the the time and effort he's put in for this team. Danny Amendola was a great signing. I just, I just, I think he was, he was really, really a solid uh, positive for this team this year. Unfortunately, it's just been a really bad year, but yeah, that was that was a that's a good one that often oft gets overlooked. So, all right, well, let's talk a little bit about let's do a little sneaky peeky at the draft, and uh, we got we got Riz ramping up, of course, with your news on the draft. We'll uh, we'll pull him in, and he's got kids sports at this time of year, so he has a hard time. He's you know managing it for two sites and so on. So we get bits and butts of him in the, in the, this time of the year. But kids sports are almost over. We almost got our Riz back, and just in time for the draft season to really get kicked off. Um, we'll do shrine game work. We'll have our fireside chat again this year. Um, senior bowl. I'm it's depending on a couple things that are going. I've got all the, all the stuff in for credentials. If it's not me there, we will definitely have somebody. And then I'm also finagling for, um, going to the combine this year. We have a couple things planned for the combine, which would be, I think will blow some people's minds like we, we sometimes tend to do. Um, so we'll do, we'll do that. We'll get that together and, uh, we'll have more out about all that coming up, but let's take just a real quick sneak peek here, the draft case and, uh, get your thoughts on what this is going to look like for us. This first round thinking you, you alluded to it a little bit of at the possibility of a cornerback in third round. We're sitting at number five draft pick right now. It doesn't look like we've got a whole lot of wins in the future this season. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Thankfully not a whole lot of games either, but, um, what what are you thinking? What's your thinking? What are you thinking? I mean, the best thing the best thing that could happen to us is for us to manage to get into the number two pick. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> because okay. if that happened, we'd be, we'd be drafting Chase Young, mm-hmm. and there isn't really I don't think there's any doubt about it. Um, no matter how much people rag on Bob Quinn for getting too fancy sometimes with his draft picks, I just don't think there's any way around that. Chase Young, edge player, uh, Ohio State. Uh, he he's you know he's the he's the He's the Nick Bosa. He's the, you know, uh, super stud. He's the, you know, he's the top guy. Um, And they would take him if they were in that position, assuming the Bengals took Joe Burrow, which is seems like more or less a given at this point. It would be absolutely insane if they didn't 
but let me ask you just just theoretically let's let's not play out how we get there but we've got the first pick do you pass on a talent like Joe Burrow because you have Stafford for a couple of years well I don't that's the que- the question is you. the question is whether or not you think you have Stafford for a couple of years or if you think you have Stafford you for do? a long time you're sitting at number one what do you do if you think you only have Stafford for two more years, I'm asking you. I'm not asking what people think. I'm asking what you. What do you do if you're at number one in the draft right now? And it's well, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. Like, do I think? I don't know. If, if I think Stafford, and I don't, I think Stafford will be around a while. So no, okay. I, I don't do it. Okay. And the only reason I ask because these are the kinds of conundrums that the Lions wind up with on draft day, right? This is an obviously a big one. Right. It, it likely won't happen, but it's it's one of those ones where you run into. Where we're, we're, it's just the wrong freaking timing for us. But a guy like Burrow, man, that's a that's somebody's gonna love him as their quarterback. Some team's gonna have a great, great talent for a long time. It looks like, and you only get you don't get a shot at that kind of thing very often, right? And when you're sitting there and you're on this kind of bubble kind of time with 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 Stafford, it's 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 tough. It makes things really really tough. So and 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 I'm not sure. I haven't looked yet what next year's quarterback class might look like or the year after. But eventually, we're going to have to start thinking about what that class looks like for us, and and, and when do we pick? So that's all. That's the only reason why I asked. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to, to stop you in the middle. Of your no, that's discussion. okay. Um, <clears throat> the next couple options that I think are likely for the Lions, um, and, and I think the one that I'm seeing mocked to the Lions the most often right now, and this could change, uh, would be Derek Brown, defensive line, uh, interior guy, um, and the obviously that would be a scenario of um, more or less replacing Damon Harrison. Um, now, now I don't know enough about Derek Brown, know how he fits as a uh, nose tackle, but he's got the size for it. Um, so you, you think, and, and as I always say every year, I don't start watching college football until the regular season's over really. So this is, this is all very preliminary based on what other people are saying right now. Um, when I get into it, I'll have much stronger opinions. So this is just a, you know, a, a very brief uh, things to earworms to put in your head and, and, and pay attention to as things go forward. Um, and the other one is the cornerback, uh, uh, Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State. So it looks like Ohio State would be a popular um, place to, to get players from. <laughs> <laughs> I know that probably hurts some people, but um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But no, uh, Okuda has the has the talent to possibly be, you know, a a long term number one cornerback in the league. You know, I generally am not super thrilled with taking cornerbacks in the first round, but if if the talent is truly there and the value is there, then cornerbacks uh, also are expensive. Like really good cornerbacks are also really expensive on their second contracts, as we know. Yep. Um, so if you can get a guy who can step in there in in maybe not his first year and be elite, but if he can get there in his second or third year, then you could still get five years or four, three or four years of, of elite play out of a guy uh, on a very cheap contract. That's still worthwhile. Sure. Um, so I, I could see the uh, value in that. There's also a few offensive linemen who could all potentially play right tackle for us. If they decided to move on from Rick Wagner, you've got Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, uh, Jedrick Willis jr. Out of Alabama and Tristan Wirfs uh, out of Iowa. And I'm not sure, sure that I think the team will go that direction because I do think that they're pretty happy generally with where the offensive line sits right now. But it's certainly within the realm of possibility that if they, especially if, and uh, 
if something were to happen, they would change their mind on the future of Taylor Decker. Mm-hmm. Um, then that is a possibility. But there you go. All right. So with that, that's a that's, that's a good little chat. We'll uh, we'll get more into that. Like yeah, we'll get way deeper into that as yeah. time goes on. So those are just a few names to keep in your keep in your mind at the time being. Quick glide across, right, and help you help you orient your thinking as well, and get get started on that. And you can, you know, this is that time of year when all the arguments about who we should get and who we shouldn't are are, are there. So it's fun to kind of drop that stuff out there. Um, really quick, you know, case it's that time of season. I've been working on a, a holiday tune. I, I, it's kind of a, a rip off of another one. You want you want to hear it real quick? Do it. It's the holiday season, and my balls need squeezing. That's all I got so far. Um, but I think it's pretty good. I think it's got it's got legs. Potential. <laughs> all right. Well, it is the holiday you'll season. Hear it, you'll hear it. Like it's, it'll be as ubiquitous as all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. <laughs> you don't have to say it in front of everybody. Uh, <laughs> it is the holiday season, and my balls need squeezing. But also, you're going to be out shopping like crazy. Where else would you go but Amazon? No, you want to fight all those people out there that snow, the cold. What's what's the temperature out there right now, Case? Uh, below zero. How many? 40, I'm not sure. How many exactly? How but... many feet divided by ten of snow do you have outside? <laughs> <laughs> we got hit by two pretty solid uh, snowstorms. Um, if I, I should, I should take a picture on my way out after after we're done. I've got a, I've got an appointment. Uh, on my way out of the parking lot of the apartment complex, I should take a photo of the of the snow uh, that they piled up already. Um, it, not even halfway through December. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. and 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 I'll put that put that on a Twitter. Have you put it on Twitter or something? Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. so with all that going on, no one wants to go out in the cold. No one wants to go out in the snow. And you got to get that stupid gift for your boss or some some coworker to the dumb white elephant thing. Don't go out and do it for real. Don't waste your time, effort, energy, gas, your stress levels through the roof. This is you know this is a tough week right now. This is this is one of the uh, most de- uh, depressing weeks of the year and stressful weeks of the year. Sorry, not depressing, stressful weeks of the year for people. Uh, it's called Black Week, and it's tough on people because you're getting lined up for the holidays. Don't do that to yourself, man. Head on over to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You'll be popping right onto the Amazon website. Uh, by going through Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, you actually get sets a cookie on your browser, and they'll give us a kickback on everything you buy there. But you never have to leave. You can do it with no pants on, which is the only way to be, by the way. Nice mug of hot coffee and just rolling through Amazon, looking and buying for all your friends and family. You can ship it. You can have it gift-wrapped. Think about all the time, energy, stress, hassle you're saving without having to leave the comfort of your own home. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use that, please, when you do your shopping this year. And uh, help us by doing that because it helps us do great things with the show and helps pay for all server and bandwidth and all that kind of stuff. And we we, we count on that from you guys. So thank you all for doing that. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. All right, let's talk about Taylor Decker. This guy has been through the gamut of fan reactions this year. Um, A couple of ill-timed holding calls and, and immediately people were screaming how he sucked and how terrible he was, but he was rated the highest offensive player from week 14 case. How, how, how did a guy who sucks so bad get so good and nobody noticed? <laughs> I mean, it, this isn't the first time that I feel like he's had a good game. I mean, <laughs> he has good games. Um, he's just, he's just, he's been more boomer bust than, than I think. I think his uh, bust wanted just from terrible times. Very, very inopportune moments, and they yeah. stand out. Get a little confirmation bias going. Yeah. Well, I mean, he does. He gets abused by really good edge rushers. Most left handers. And I don't do, think though. there's. No, I'm not. I'm not I <laughs> certainly won't argue that. So, he does, but 
Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm 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 still for re-signing him. I think he's he's you know. I well, always it's say always a case of what what, what else what you know you instead. What can you do better? Right. I mean, who's better out there? And you know, what's your what's your replacement plan for him? If addition know. by subtraction is a real thing, but what are you going to get to make yourself better in place of Taylor Decker, right? Or yeah. all you're doing is creating a hole by getting rid of him. Or not signing him, and it's another position you got to find somebody for. At some point, you got to say someone like Taylor's right, and you got just got to yeah. make sure you get him for the right money. Unfortunately, he does lead the league or lead the team, excuse me, in in penalties. He's got eight offensive holding penalties, yeah. which is a lot. Um, so hopefully they can, you know, hopefully in a second year with Mr. Bevel's Bevel. Office. And they can they can work on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind of thing you'd hope that uh, a year in, a, in an offense improves on. Yep. Um, but we'll see. Know who else we need to talk about? Frank Ragnow. Frank the Tank Ragnow. Highest rated center for the year in the NFL. Um, I just want to, I don't often say how great my predictions and prognostications are but i do want to remind me (laughs) i do want to remind folks that i thought he should start from year one and uh, he's proven that he is he is the guy for that role and i'm glad maybe it was started development yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that's what i meant maybe your development helped him and made it so that he would be a better center because he played guard for a year but either way um number one on the year frank right now damn quinn can't draft more proof put that one in the pudding folks Mm mm-hmm I think yeah. it was safe. No, I, like I like I said earlier, I think that the Lions are in pretty are fairly happy with where their offensive line is. Um, I don't expect a major overhaul there. If there's one, you know, new starter, that won't be a huge shock. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think there's I don't think it's likely that we're gonna see that be the main focus this yeah, year, okay. which is nice. It's nice. We've had to focus so much energy on the offensive line for so long now that if they are able to uh, just do a little bit here and there to improve it as opposed to making it having to spend massive contracts on it. That would be, that would be really nice. Yeah. Got to get, got to get Graham Glasgow signed. Got to get that mm-hmm. done. That's the one I, I, I really want us to keep. Oh, mm-hmm. oh really quick. I, I don't know if you get, were able to catch the post game show yet. Did you see, hear that, that Levi called? Or no, Levi? I didn't. That's yeah, great. He's back. He's still around. Love it. Love That's it. So, good. I was so happy. So excited. All right. Let's talk about a little bit of fantasy football quick. Fantasy player, uh, fantasy playoffs are starting in the DLP leagues right now. And uh, get ready because it's going to be a good time. Case, I got to tell you, in the Champions League, the the massive champion that I am, the, the winner of winners, um, my Mahomes injury cost me a shot in the playoffs this year. I am just mm. a mess. I'll tell you on the other side, though. Remember when my boy ran your team last year? Yeah. It didn't do so well? Yeah, he is first in his league by nice. a very solid margin right now. Very nice playoffs. He, he lets me know about it every day. Uh, <laughs> I told him, well, maybe he can just win a T-shirt. <laughs> I already got a T-shirt, Dad. Uh, no, so he's doing well. But uh, my team, I'm out. I'm 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 looking from the outside. It's 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 a sad, frustrating day, but uh, it is what it is. And then I know I had mentioned to you that in the uh, Pick'em leagues. I was within two points. I had crept, crept back. I was really hot. I'm down by like eight or nine points now. I Oof. had two really, really bad weeks, and Oof. and I didn't change anything. I stuck to you know my my evidently failing methodology, <laughs> <laughs> but I was right there. I tasted it for a minute, and uh, now I'm back in the swamp. How about you? How are you doing this year? Um, despite the fact that I've lost three weeks in a row, I am the number one seed in my fantasy league. Um, 
that has come off some down performances by Russell Wilson, uh, Mike Evans down performances, who is now out. Um, Marvin Jones is now out. Uh, Golden Tate is now questionable this week. I, uh, my players are dropping like flies. <laughs> so I'm going to need, I mean, I, I need a return to form from Russ this, this week and, and for Christian McCaffrey to hold it up for me. I'm, I'm glad I have Austin Hooper back. That was a big part of some of those losses. I uh, was not having Austin Hooper, but because for a while there, I mean, for a while I had the number one, uh, the quarterback, wide receiver, running back, and tight end, Jeez. and there's just oh that's how I win. That's how I went on, and I, I went on a ten game win streak. Uh, so like, <laughs> people hate you, don't they? All good things come to an end. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, I'll I'll be playing the fourth seed this week. Um, so, all right, all right. Uh, all hopefully, right, I fine. can sneak one out. There you go. All right. Um, let's talk about something that came up in the subreddit. And I when I saw the title, the title is very. It's if this this person. Uh, named Calvin Galladay, by the way, in the subreddit should be writing clickbait he- clickbait headlines for the, the 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 blog sites around because this one he he caught me with it. He said the Lions haven't truly replaced Calvin Johnson since he retired, and I'm like, no shit, he's one of the greatest of all times. How are you gonna how are you gonna replace one of, replace one of the? And then he went in to say people who say that are idiots, and uh, he had me. Good job, good job, Calvin Galladay. I appreciate it. Um, can we drop the idea that we need to, or we're going to replace Calvin Johnson? Um, yeah, how many, replace- how many years in a row, how many re- years in a row do you guys want to draft a wide receiver in the first, you know, in no, the first round and, 12 <laughs> and hope for another Calvin Johnson? Cause that's, that's the answer to that question. It's like- not just, it's not just that we haven't, <laughs> we haven't replaced him. So that's Bob Quinn's fault. We've had a series of bad GMs and coaches who haven't been able to replace Barry Sanders yet. Either. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. And no, what, what a it's, terrible it's really... organization. What an absolute <laughs> failure. Um, so, yeah. Calvin Galladay, thank you very much. I, I appreciate you. Um, I don't often actually like get worked up when I see something, right? But that one, for some reason, caught me. It hooked me, and I was like, I'm going in. And then I was like, oh, you got me. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff there. All right. Um, really quick, just don't want to don't miss out on Fanatics. If you're getting Lions gear, you know, you do your other shopping at Amazon. It's the same thing with Fanatics. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get your Lions gear there. They give us a kickback. It doesn't cost you any more. Just like Amazon doesn't cost you any more either. But doing that helps us out. And uh, it keeps keeps those rich guys from getting richer. It helps some, some of us low-quality, poor creators create more stuff for you. So Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com and Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Don't forget, please. All right, let's quickly do a look ahead to the Buccaneers. Um, there is one thing I'm going to guarantee. I'm going to do the old uh, point to the outfield. Um, we shall get an interception this game. I am I am putting it down there. Boom, done. Okay. <laughs> I mean, chances are one. chances are probably better in this game than they have any other, just because Jameis Winston is an interception Shh, machine. Don't give away my my, my my methodology here. Don't give away my secrets. But um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd say there's a good, good chance. I'd say there's a good chance. Um, this is probably the one game left in the season that we have the best chance of winning. I may have said the Broncos earlier, but boy, they came alive last week, and uh, I don't know what's going on over there. But these Buccaneers have been the same Buccaneers all year. They haven't surprised anybody. There's nothing big going on, and your uh, top-shelf fantasy wide receiver's gone. 
Yeah, uh, that and, is true. That does hurt them significantly. Uh, they've got still got Godwin, um, and I, I don't exactly know what our plan is to stop Godwin down the field, uh, but there is a very strong possibility. It, the The issue with this game is that if Stafford was still here, you would expect this game to be a high scoring shootout right now with the way yep. both teams were, you know, going. Without Stafford here, this could be a pick fest, you know, um, on both sides yeah. of the ball. So, <sighs> I'm not super high on the Bucks defense. Um, no, the, no, and that's that's why it's one of those games we talked about was going to be a shootout like the Oakland game, right? We thought it would be just a massive shootout. And it was a high scoring game, um, but that's what this this Bucks game is. You have two defenses that have proven unable to stop. You've got Winston who will throw um a lot of a lot of interceptions, bad balls, whatever. But he'll also get that big strike, right? The offense on, on the Bucks is not on the field long typically on their drives. And that's part of what's burnt their their defense is they get tired and they've worn them out. Now yep. we have two teams that have kind of done that to each other or to their right. defenses. To their own defenses, yeah. 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 So with um David Blau out there, our our offense may run a little slower. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be three and out every time. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be whose defense is worn out more is going to lose this game. <laughs> Hopefully, Bo Scarborough gets a you know a heavy dose to to try to wear him down. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good use for a guy who hasn't got a whole ton of uh, NFL carries. So there you go. Anything else you want to talk about at the Bucks? No, I think I think that's. I I would love to have a much deeper you know conversation about the upcoming teams and and you know at the start of next year we'll go back to doing that. At the time being, it's a little bit difficult just because it's hard to it's hard to know what we're getting out of this team right now with so many guys likely to miss the game. Yeah, it just makes it a little bit more difficult to make predictions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't I don't know if I if I was forced to make a prediction on this game. I think you know as every other game other than, you know, the two Vikings games has been, it'll probably be within a possession. <laughs> so in the last minute. Yeah. 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 It could be. On It'll that, give you something to hope about and then crush your spirits. So yeah. It make you more angry that you lost. And even though you knew you would, cause you didn't mm-hmm. have Stafford, right. Mm-hmm. It gives you more reason to be angry. So lay, lay loose on the alcohol on Sundays and you'll be a little better off. I found, I, I found that I don't drink, I don't drink until the post game and it makes it, I actually am, am better with everything as it, as it plays out, but there you go. All right. Remember this show needs your involvement. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. That's what helps us get better. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Send your George Bush 200 bucks over. We'd love it. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Also on Facebook, Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see the cakes, man. Bacon cookies. Woo. Give us a call via some bacon, some brownies. Uh, give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we show up in your little thingy player automatically thanks for tuning in we're gonna see you next time on the detroit lions podcast remember no pants i don't know it might be time for toasters and hot tubs but no problems because we're your detroit lions and reddit connection final seconds winding down and look at that how big is that chris and case out of time pack the bag start the plane this Show is over.
Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong. It's the holiday season, and my balls need squeezing. 